With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today, I have uh, Pam Oaks. She is the author of Car Care for the Clueless. I'm one of the clueless people that doesn't know a whole lot about cars. Um, but anyway, if you'd like to join in the conversation, go ahead and uh, uh, Twitter is at uh, Apple Capital, or you can go ahead and pose a question in the chat room. Uh, Pam, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I guess to begin with, our audience will love to hear personal stories about the uh, about our guests. So, if you can tell us about yourself, how you got started. Well, sure. Um, I'm fourth generation automotive technician. Started out with my great grandfather. We're all from the east side of Detroit, and um, he was actually on the police department. And my great grandmother decided that it was beneficial for the family when prohibition kicked in that he was to find another career. You know, they wanted him to be around. (laughs) He started over at Hustle and uh, from there he opened his own shop in the late 20s. And make a long story short with that little uh, episode, he was working on the bootleggers' cars, um, Purple Gang and a few other ones like that. The same people my great-grandmother was trying to keep him away from. He went over to Dodge, Maine, and for the war efforts, stayed on with them until uh, he retired. My grandfather, of course, was an automotive technician. He was also Dodge, Maine, here and there. And my father, he was an uh, automotive technician as well. In fact, we worked together for about 10 years, which I absolutely had a wonderful time before he retired. And uh, his specialty was steering gear and suspension. So uh, I just grew up in it. In fact, my first lesson was on my great grandfather's sixty nine plus they showed me how to set a choke. Oh wow. And I, actually I have that car today. You know, it's too sentimental. I can give it up. But um and here I am today. I, I just love cars. Wow. I really enjoy it. In fact I was just working on a a uh sale five hundred just before you called. Wow. I enjoy it. Just because I'm a business owner and that uh does not mean that and still not a tech. You still have to be involved in your mm-hmm. business absolutely. every day. Uh, absolutely. You have to love what you do. Wow. So if you go back into, you know, what, you know, the winter is is coming on. What can a person do to prepare their car from, um, you know, from the summer? Now you're going through the winter. Uh-huh. What things you need to do? You need to get new tires or put chains on the tires. How can you get your car to get through the winter? 
You know, the best thing you can do for your vehicle is not guess, but actually have an ASC certified technician check it out for you. You should have an established shop that you take your car to, a shop that you can trust that you don't have to question. You want to make sure you have an ASC certified technician working on your car, and you want to make sure that you're going to an ASC Blue Seal shop. It's not a dealership. And you should ask them, does the car need to be winterized? Because all of us drive differently. Um, we have different types of makes and models of cars. I mean, not every car going into the shop, checking it over for winter driving season, is going to need the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the whole key is not repairing your car in the driveway or in the garage, but how to have your car repaired properly by a certified technician. That's the whole key. Wow. When it comes to oil change, we talk uh, changing your oil. Um, there's a premise that you must get that done every three thousand miles or five thousand. Is that does that still hold true? Well, you know, there again, it depends upon make and manufacture and mm-hmm. how you drive the car. Each individual is different. Um, I'll give you an example. I'm what you call a severe duty driver. I drive in temperatures above 90 degrees. I'm in stop-and-go traffic. I um, don't have the other things like mountainous terrain or dusty roads or, you know, pulling a trailer or anything like that. But, you know, I have a, a couple of those little key things that make me a severe duty driver with my make and model. Now, my mom and dad, who are snowbirds, they go north for the summer. We're in, we're in Florida, by the way. I don't like this east side of Detroit. I had another snow. And uh but they'll go up during the summer and they store their car for about six months out of the year. Mm-hmm. So their car is not in stop and go traffic because they're retirees and they don't go up then. And they're in temperatures below ninety degrees and they don't tow and they don't go down dirt roads, et cetera, et cetera. They're considered normal duty driver. So they're gonna get their oil changed less often than myself even though we live five houses from each other. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it all depends upon the driver and your make and model. And if you're ASC certified, you sit down and you give a heart-to-heart talk with them, and you say, this is what I do on a weekly basis. You don't have to tell them about vacation or anything because that's not what we're looking for. We're looking about what you do day in and day out with your car. And that's going to give you a good idea whether you fall in category A or category B. Now, having this in hand, then you can be prepared to do proper maintenance on your car. Okay. And remember, doing proper maintenance is where you're going to keep money in because it's not going to domino in something bigger. Another thing I always tell everybody, once a month, choose your birthday, like the 20th and you go into your ASE certified established shop that you've been going to and saying, can you please put air in my tires and top the fluid levels off. Now, here's another thing. That yeah, I top the say. bubbles out, say again? Top, top the fluid levels off. Okay. Your antifreeze oil, things like that. This is a free service. Better be a free service. Better be a free service. I mean, this is a courtesy service. You shouldn't need an appointment because it's only going to take about five minutes. But you're going to have a set of qualified eyes. Somebody who does this day in, day out, 365 a year, they're going to be able to pick up if they see a little something wrong. 
And if they do, they should tell you right away, of course. And then the consumer's job is to say two words, why? Why do I need this repair? And how? How is this going to affect the performance of my car? And how is it going to affect my wallet? Don't tell you. You want them to show you. And any shop where there's salt is not going to have a problem with this. Okay. And if somebody does, you need to find another shop. Wow. Okay. So, again, uh, pick a day of the month and have them just to top your fuels up. Yeah, like and Okay. And yeah, uh, they can remember. Yeah, you and your, uh, also for your tires. Balancing and alignment. Essentially, mm-hmm. you get those things done. Only when needed. Only when needed. Um, only when needed. A bounce is actually, you know, if you feel a little shake at the car at a certain speed, you know, you could throw a wheel weight. But, you know, it could be other things, too. But it's only when needed. That's okay. the true, the tire to the rim to make sure the two marry. Because when you manufacture the tire, I mean, you know, it's not perfect. And the rim's not perfect on the car. So when you marry the two together, you're matching the two. So it's a Lyman, here's a little tidbit I always like to tell everybody, because this can affect fuel economy too, because if you're not flying, not only are you going to be buying tires, but it causes more drag than designed, and your fuel economy is going to go down. I mean, every little thing we can get out of our fuel, you know, we're going to try. Mm -hmm. So thinking of this, you know, drag, fuel, when you go to the gas station, turn, when you go up to the pump, turn the wheels away from the pump. All the way. Crank all the way. Turn the car off. And then go out, and before you pump gas, go around to the front of the car and take a look at the tires. You don't have to touch them and get dirty. Just look at them. Does one side look worn than the other, maybe? You're not sure? Ask your ASC certified technician. Not only is because you can wipe out a set of tires easily. I mean, in 500 miles, you can wipe a set of tires out from alignment. Getting a pothole funny and a curb funny, you name it. It's, it can pop it out pretty easy. So by doing this, you're going to save money because if you do have to have an alignment, you're going to catch it in time that you're going to be able to at least wear the remainder of the tire out and you're not going to be buying tires to do your alignment. You're going to be saving on fuel. Okay. And what, uh, so... With the alignment itself, uh, I think the next step, what you talked about earlier regarding fuel economy, uh, is there a difference between the uh, the different fuel types and what can you do? Should you tap top off fuel? No. Actually, you know, depending upon make and model, what engine you have under the is going to determine what octane fuel. And it's not the octane. We want to make sure... We're feeding our vehicles whole food. You know how, like, you eat pretty well in a balanced meal and you feel great and, you know, you want to do things and participate versus if you eat junk food all the time, you feel lousy and you just want to sit around? Well, same thing with your car. You feed your car junk food and it's not going to want to perform like it would if it was health food. And what I consider health food is what they call top-tier fuel, T-O-P hyphen T-I-E-R fuel. You can Google this to find out which fuel facilities in your area are the top tier, how the 
participated about 10 years ago, a uh, group of automotive manufacturers, uh, Toyota, GM, Honda, VW, BMW, Audi, got together with the petroleum companies and said, this is the fuel composition we need to make our vehicles run at peak performance, the least amount of carbon up, and the least emissions. Who's willing to do this? Ansel came back and said, if we can do this, and they were deemed top tier. We determined here at the shop, actually we used a vehicle that wasn't one of the manufacturers that was asking for the top formula, and it was a Dodge. And we put, for three weeks, we put the, what you call, junk food gas in the car. And those were the petroleum companies that weren't on the top tier list. And we averaged between 19 and 20 miles a gallon. So then we swapped over to top tier, which we were running in it before, and we were getting between 23 and 24 miles a gallon after about three weeks. It works. It's super folks. And you don't get that carbon buildup in the intake. And, you know, these box tire stores, they'll sit there and they'll push uh, fuel flush. In our, you don't need any of that. Just okay. use the top tier fuel. Save your money. Don't go off those gimmicks like fuel flush and proper steering flush and all that other stuff. No. Know what your factory maintenance is required. Not the dealer maintenance, but the factory maintenance. And any AC Blue Seal shop or any dealership can give you that. Okay. So, and when it comes, very important. Okay, perfect. Um, so that is called top tier uh, retailers. Uh, gas. Uh, yeah, no, you just just uh, Google top tier. Okay. You know, both Canadian and the American uh, petroleum companies. Perfect. I uh, see it. Uh, when it comes to braking, how can you preserve your braking? Uh, when should of course, it's going to be driving habits when you need to actually get brakes. Uh, what should you look for in what uh, company to do brakes? Because they can come with $200, they can come with $1,000. Well, you know, there's actually a manufacturer now that has an option, and it's $12,000 option for the type of brake material that's supposed to last about 180 miles a mile. Wow. <laughs> I know. But well, it's $12,000. <laughs> Yeah, it's twelve thousand dollars, but it's supposed to last one hundred eighty thousand miles. But anyway, um, first of all, when you get your oil changed, they should be rotating your tires. Remember, you can never over rotate your tires. You can under rotate them and cause wear, but you can never over rotate them. Uh, for example, where we're down here, we have crushed shell, we have coral on our roads. I rotate mine every three thousand miles because I want to ensure the longevity of my tires. Uh, other places where colder climates, you would do it less often. But when they do the oil change, have them take the tires off, rotate them. Like I said, you never can overdo it. And have them check the brake material at that time. People drive different. My relative started driving. She was driving for a couple of years. She went through a set of lifetime pads in six months. <laughs> she didn't anticipate her stop. You know, it was just full throttle or stop. You're going to eat the brakes and you're going to take the money out of your wallet. Then on the other hand, you can have an elderly mom who in one of her vehicles, she got almost 90000 off the brakes. She anticipated her stop, 
you know, she wasn't driving and stopping those traffic, you know, rush hour traffic. So it all depends on the driver and upon the manufacturer of the vehicle. But always have them checked. Then you can keep tabs on where your brake pad, your brake material is at. This way, when you are due for brake material or any other service, basically when they do the oil change, you can budget for this. So you'll be able to budget for your brakes. And don't do that cheap stuff either. Get the good, high-quality brake pad for your vehicle. Okay. Don't go, you know, good, better, and best, do the best. Remember, nobody can get hurt if you can't start there, but somebody could get hurt or killed if you cannot stop it. Okay. Why? Why take the chance? Don't go cheap when it comes to brakes. Okay. It's not worth it. We have a question in the chat room. I'm going to read it to you here one second. Sure. Uh, electrosynthetic NH3 forward slash NDOS waterless uh, ammonia fuel is an alternative approach to electronic uh, transportation as compared to uh, Lion or the battery tech. Can I, uh, that make to you? Oh, well, I'm sorry, you broke up. Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. It said uh, electrosynthetic NH3 wireless ammonia fuels. Okay. Um, they be an alternative uh, approach to electrifying transportation. Uh, what Lion, I don't know what Lion for the battery tech. Does it make sense? Mm, what question is he asking? Yeah, that's what he's asking. I'm just not understanding. Uh, okay, let's see if he writes anything else. Uh, lithium. Uh, it says lithium. I guess that was lithium. He was meaning. So again, it says uh, he heard of electronic, uh, synthetic. Uh, let me go back. H uh, NH3 wireless ammonia fuel. So is there something called ammonia fuels? They have additives. Okay. And some of the diesel products, they uh, a uh, term that uses, you know, synthetic urine because basically it is. And in some of the European applications and some of the American applications, diesel and what it will do, if this is what he's or he or she is asking okay. about the use of this, um, if the vehicle requires it, yes, you must use it because it will actually put the vehicle into limp mode or it will cause it not to start, period, and then you're getting thin. Um, it's refrigerated, and when you put it into the car, I mean, they reset the parameters for it. It's on the timer, and it knows when it's out. And basically what it is is um, in the, the diesel, set, for lack of a better layman term, that you you're not expelling that out the tailpipe. Okay. This is one of the solutions. If that's what they're asking. Okay, here's a call with uh, Eric 309. So I guess uh, he's going to ask his question. 309, you're on the air. Yes, hello. Um, I'm sorry I didn't word the question very well, but um, on the topic of feeding our cars the energy, the fuel that they need, um, one approach in development is electrifying or using electricity for car fuel in uh, lithium-ion batteries, for instance, but 
there's uh, also the option of electrosynthetic fuels, uh, hydrogen being one of the most um, thought about approaches to that, but there is, I believe, a better approach in uh, ammonia. Uh, it's a little bit different than the ammonia under the sink. That's uh, uh, ammonia dissolved in water, but anhydrous ammonia, whose chemical formula is NH3, is a um, fuel option that can be synthesized using electricity, uh, hydrogen from water, and nitrogen from the air. And so I was just curious if you'd um, heard about that alternative or if this is perhaps a topic that uh, hasn't reached your uh, purview yet. And uh, if I can further clarify, do let me know. But I was just uh, curious because I uh, have some entrepreneurial efforts in the in the area and uh, was interested in the car care topic for today. So uh, does that make sense, what I'm asking? Well, what you're, what you're heard of the South, there are dozens and dozens of types of fuel cells that they've been experimenting with right now, mm -hmm. all the manufacturers, because everybody is clamoring to get their MPG up for the feds, because that's coming up. And okay. as that one in particular, no, I have not heard of that one in particular, but I can guarantee you that at least one, if not all of them, are attempting this as well. Because remember, they want to get over to fuel cell as quick as they can to bring that MPG up. Sure, yep. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, yeah, for the consumers of the hybrids and everything, and we're hybrid certified, and we work on them all, and we see all the different little idiosyncrasies per manufacturer. I mean, they're trying. We're, we're the guinea pig. The consumers are guinea pig when they buy the vehicle. We're, we're the test product. And, you okay. know, we always hmm. have been in the past, too, you know. You know what I'm saying? We always um, have been in the past because every time they have a new option or whatever, it's been tested on a car beforehand. Some of us just didn't realize what it was going to morph into. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. not to not to take too much attention on the question, but thank you for fielding it, and I'm enjoying the show, so thank you. Great. Thank you for uh, calling in. Thank you. Mm -hmm. The last question I have is when it comes to hybrids. Um, now into our... Uh, Probably right now about 12 year within the hybrids and even with the Toyota uh, second generation uh, that came out in probably in 96, 97 uh, Prius engines, I mean, uh, batteries. Any uh, comments or opinions now we've gone through probably 12, uh, not 12 years, probably six or seven years now with those batteries starting to come in. Uh, are they a worthwhile investment? Depends upon again, you know, how long you keep the vehicle, okay, and how you use the vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Under what condition? Okay. Uh, you are an outside salesman, and you're going 500 feet down the road to see another client, and another thought. Mm -hmm. And he's going to get his money's worth out of it. Okay. And you know, my mom just going to the grocery store or going to the library. Maybe not so much getting her money's worth out of it. Makes perfect sense. Uh, perfect sense. So it's, you really, you know, people don't realize how they have to customize 
their vehicle choice to their lifestyle. And that's how they're going to keep money in their pocket. That's extremely, extremely important. You want to save. Uh, we have a fleet of gifts through a state agency. They get their money out of it. Mm-hmm. They're in that car, you know, 40 hours a week. I mean, that car stops. Out of it. So you have to, you know, customize it to what you're doing personally, whether it's going to be cost-effective in the end to you. Because, you know, like all human beings, after a period of time, we get tired of what we're driving, tired of our ride. And so you got to look for that, too, and say, oh, I'll never get rid of this car. Trust me. It's human nature. You're going to do it, and you need to make sure that when you put that car in, and as horrible as it sounds, you're going to get your top dollar. Wow. Well, just... And that's going to be a popular model. Mm-hmm. It's not going to have um, drivability issues that are well-known. For an example, you know, there's a whole lot of things. Even the color, the color that you choose. You may prefer uh, blue, but the white car in that make and model is going to be more popular and it's going to have a higher trade-in or a resale value. Hmm. Well, it's really intertwined. So depending upon, you know, whether you do it or not, is depending upon what you're using the vehicle for and how long you're going to keep it. And trust me, you're not going to keep it forever. I mean, human nature, you're going to want something different. Or to be disciplined and to stay until it falls to pieces. Uh, there is a few rare exceptions that do that, yes. <laughs> but the average Joe's not going to do that. Uh, wow. you know, after a while, they're going to go out to the garage and go, God, you know, I'm really tired of this car. I want something new. And they see some commercial, some flat motor commercial on TV, and they're going to say, I want that car. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, so, the last question real quick. Now, when it comes to, like, for example, import and European makers, they seem to the cars last a lot longer than the, the, the domestics. Now, the domestics are pretty good now, uh, but is the mindset of the manufacturers and um, uh, the imports and the European cars are built because these people are not going to be changing cars like we change cars in three to four years. The cars are built to last much longer, and they will hold on to the car for years to come until there's really something major wrong with it, or they just could not do anything else with it. You know, it's funny because we were talking about this quite a while ago, and then a topic came up maybe about a month ago. The way the vehicles have manufactured the last 25, 30 years, it doesn't matter if foreign or domestic, mm-hmm. it's been all about the same. But unfortunately, you know, what happened to the big three in the 70s, uh, they got a lot of bad press. And the front applications, they really took advantage of that that through, um, you know, marketing, basically. And once they got there, again, unfortunately, the marketing had taken over and people were saying, oh, my car is lasting so much longer and so on and so forth. And we were talking about, well, you know, it was probably lasting longer twofold, that foreign applications, they had a stronger hold on doing service on vehicles, pushing service, making sure service was done, versus the domestic where everybody used to 
pop the hood and change their own oil or change their own brooks. I mean, it was pretty common for us to do that in the state back then. And so people who stuck with the domestic brand, you know, they still were doing things on their own, maybe they should have because things were changing then. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, they weren't doing the maintenance, the upkeep. And then something would happen and they were like, well, I'll figure it out. And nothing would get done, unfortunately. And, you know, that'd be the demise of the car, the beginning of the end of the car. I think it's more based on marketing and, well, the domestics have caught up with that too and the domestics have caught up with when you go into a dealership to do service, I mean, they push a bunch of service on you and that will keep the people going. Now, the key is getting the correct amount of service. You don't want to overkill. Okay. And I think that they were doing a lot of overkill, too. But it's, you know, just all based on mindset. you got to remember, all these manufacturers, they all talk to each other. I mean, there's Ford design components in Hondas, and there's GM design components in Toyotas. I had a customer one time, and she says, I'll never get a domestic car. I trade my car. I'll never get a domestic car again. This is what do you want to get? She goes, I want to get a Toyota Corolla. And I looked at her. I says, okay. She says, what about a Chevy Malibu? This was back in like 2008 before the Anunumi. And uh, she said, oh, no, it's a, it's a domestic car. I'll never get one ever again. And I says, well, what would you say if I told you that they're made in the same plant out in California? <laughs> <laughs> and she just looked. She goes, how can that be? She goes, one's a Toyota, one's a GM. I says, well, there, there's a bond there. And I says, me, donate for Jean or Toyota, and I said, and that's where that car's most likely coming from. And people don't realize how how the car manufacturers how they borrow off of each other, and so on and so forth, and how they're just actually starting to infuse with each other's programs. Wow! That you think you're buying a Toyota in her case. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Totally, uh, totally makes sense. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the program. And tell us the, the name of your book again and where can we find it? Ah, Car Care for the Clueless. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is How You Can Make Money by Making Your Vehicle. Making Money, Keeping Money in Your Wallet. You're not spending it, that's owned money. And the second one is Successful Used Car Buying 101, and it's coming out at the end of the week. Wow. Okay. we got to cover that. So thank you for coming on the show and sharing this with us. Hopefully we can get you back on to talk about your new book when it comes out. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And your website again, if you have one? Uh, car Care for the Clues, all spelled out, dot com. Thank you so that's much. That's our shop mascot. You just heard <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to talking to you soon. I really appreciate it again. Thank you, and take care. Thank you. Take care. Again, this is another production, of the core, bye-bye. another production of the Core Business Show. Thank you for listening. Everybody have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to the core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.